With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Thursday, January 6th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, we're back in the new year. It's the first podcast of 2022, uh, and, and New Year's resolution. I'm going to work real hard to say Guardians every time I, I have the urge to say <laughs> Indians, uh, and I'm going to slow myself down and pause and, and really think through it. So when you hear those long pauses, that's me thinking, you know, Guardians, <laughs> not Indians, and we'll make, we'll make it for this year. And we'll minimize the uh, the mistakes. I'll second that, Joe. Hopefully, <laughs> that's a good one. Well, speaking of the Guardians, uh, not a lot of news with the the lockout still in force. Uh, we did uh, see a, a a column go up by uh, Boston Globe uh, columnist uh, Dan Shaughnessy, uh, who talked to Terry Francona. Uh, he was he was sort of forbidden from talking about anything on the field, but he did talk to Tito. And, and get at least out of Tito that he plans to be on the field for uh, the 2022 season, which, uh, which is good news. Yeah, but, you know, I, I thought that was kind of old news, Joe. We've been writing that since uh, the, end of, uh, the end of last season when we talked to uh, uh, Terry Francona at, uh, you know, the exit uh, press conference. You know, we got every indication that he'd be back. But it's good to know, you know, Tito's doing well and uh, – you know, he's, it sounds like he's off crutches. He's, you know, back in the boot. And, uh, hopefully he, he'll be able to get the walking boot off that uh, foot before camp opens. But uh, it, it sounds like he's making progress, and, and that's good news uh, for the Guardians. Yeah, one of the things we, we found out that he's, he, he's eager to, to get evenly worn shoes. Uh, I think he said something along the lines of, you know, for the last year and a half he's only had uh, wearing – wear and tear on one of his shoes uh, his, his right shoe so uh, it'll be uh you know he'll he'll even things out maybe in the new year you found out that david blitzer the rumored uh minority investor uh who's coming on with uh the guardians and paul dolan uh has uh made a a purchase uh, of a, a soccer club yeah uh, one of the uh, major major uh, soccer league uh, teams in uh in utah uh him and uh, Steve Smith, they uh, have gone in to uh, purchase that ball, that club. And uh, it's hard to keep track of this guy's holdings, Joe. I mean, he's got soccer teams in the Premier, you know, Premier League. He's got soccer teams in, in Germany. And I mean, he's got teams all over the world. 
Plus, you know, he's a co-owner of uh, the 76ers, the Devils. Um, he owns the uh, AAA, uh, you know, the, the Wilkes-Barre, uh, the, uh, the Yankees AAA team. So, you know, the, his empire just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, from all indications, you know, the negotiations are still going on with the Guardians. So, you know, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see if just where those negotiations are and if they get completed, you know, before spring training starts, if and when spring training starts with the lockout. Yeah, you wonder if, uh, you know, if things go as we, we just sort of jump to those next logical conclusions, like, well, this guy's going to become the minority investor. And then, you know, in, in five to seven years, he, he could become the, the, the managing owner and the, you know, controlling owner of the, the team, you know, is, is baseball where he really wants to be like his, his ultimate goal is owning a major league team uh, and all these other, you know, like the smaller soccer teams sort of feeding that empire and feeding his, his holdings or, uh, or is owning a major league baseball team, just sort of another, uh, you know, step for this guy. Yeah. You know, I, I was wondering that too, uh, because it sounds like, you know, he's got, he's like an octopus. He's got a lot of tentacles <laughs> all over the place and, what is his main love? What is his main interest is, or is he just want to acquire, you know, teams and, and parts of teams and, you know, and uh, is his main goal eventually to, you know, just to own a, a, you know, a major league franchise outright. And it sounds like he's pretty close to that with the 76ers and, and the devils. I mean, he sounds like he's, you know, if there's a co-owner, you know, I think there's only two guys involved, him and, right. and, and uh, you know, someone else. So, you know, this is, this is an interesting thing. And, and, you know, you know, uh, if you know, this guy's coming in there, in there, in this thing, if it, if it goes through with, with pretty deep pockets. Correct. Uh, all, all good indications, good signs for uh, the guardians in the future. Uh, speaking of uh, Indians players of the past, uh, we've heard that Wayne Kirby and uh, Joey Cora, both ex-Indians players, uh, have signed on as coaches with the Mets and, and Buck Showalter. Uh, it, it sounds like, you know, Kirby, uh, a guy who had, had served with Showalter in the past in, in Baltimore and, and Cora, just uh, a good fit on that staff. You've got some, some real uh, longtime veteran uh, experienced guys on the coaching staff now at uh, uh new york yeah you know yeah. kirby's been uh you know you know he, he played with in cleveland for a long time just you know a fan favorite here um and you know was a long time first base coach in uh you know in, in baltimore with show walter then he went to a san diego uh so he's been around the block uh knows what he's doing joey cora was here briefly uh and so was his brother alex uh but I think he, he was spent most of the last, you know, most recently was a coach with the Pirates. And, uh, you know, he was there for a while, for, for quite a few years. And, you know, the, the Coras, they uh, have a relationship with Francisco Lindor uh, coming from Puerto Rico. Uh, I, I'm sure they, they were also part of the, the Puerto Rican national team uh, that, that advanced in the, I believe the 20, what, 17 World Baseball Classic. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it makes sense to have him on the staff as well with Lindor there. 
Yeah, you know, from what I read, uh, one of the New York writers, uh, you know, was just kind of, uh, you know, uh, just uh, moving, uh, you know, trying to get inside Showalter's head, saying, you know, that Lindor grew up as a fan of Joey Cora, uh, and maybe Cora, one of one of the reasons Cora was brought on board was to kind of shepherd Lindor through after really kind of a tough first year in in the Big Apple and. And, uh, you know, that, 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 that was kind of an interesting choice, interesting uh, little nugget there, I thought. And we heard today that uh, Eric Chavez, uh, former uh, Oakland A's uh, star, uh, who was going to come on and be an assistant with the Yankees uh, on their hitting staff, is now instead going to go and be the, the head hitting coach for the Mets. So that's, you know, that's who Lindor is going to be working with as, the, uh, as his hitting coach there in, in New York. Yeah, that was an interesting choice, wasn't it? The, I mean, uh, what the uh, the the uh, the Mets manager, uh, last year's manager, is is now on uh, the Yankees coaching staff, and and the the Mets strike back and get Chavez from from the Yankees before I guess he officially became you know part of uh, Aaron Boone's uh, uh, coaching staff over in the Bronx. So you know, all that, there's all sorts of, all, there's always had that little friction between those two New York teams. Well, and they had, the Yankees had to give him permission to, to, to talk to him. So I guess that's, you know, uh, give, give credit to the Yankees for not holding Chavez back. Uh, if he wanted to, to get that, that head position. So, all right. Our, uh, our big goal here uh, in the next couple of podcasts that we're going to do is we're going to look at the, the division by division and, and what moves the teams have all made uh, just in that time since the end of the season uh, up until the lockout, and then sort of spin it forward and look at what each team can do uh, after the lockout ends, when the lockout ends, uh, what moves they need to make. Uh, so we'll start with the American League Central uh, because that's the one we're most familiar with. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, we can start right off the top. Let's go with the Guardians first because – uh, it'll be the quickest uh, summation, I think. Uh, as far as moves made prior to uh, the lockout, uh, there were not very many, uh, Paul. I, I, not, not a lot to speak of. Uh, they did sign a reliever, Inel De Los Santos, uh, to a minor league deal along with Sandy Leone. But, uh, yeah, that, that's about it in terms of, of moves they made prior to the, uh, the, the deadline. Yeah, definitely, Joe. And, and uh, so they've got they've got some work to do. You know, they lost. You know, uh, the, among the free agents they lost is, were uh, Brian Shaw, Blake Parker, uh, Nick Whitgren, uh, Roberto Perez. Of course, you know, was non-tendered and uh, or you know did, didn't have his option picked up and signed with the Pirates. So uh, you know, there's uh, you know some work to do in the bullpen. I think. You know, maybe they add some some kind of veteran arms there. Uh, you know, uh, some fr other free agents. Cam Hill, you know, what, what you know was uh, became a free agent. Wilson Ramos, a free agent. Um, you know, so we'll we'll see how that goes. You know, and and of course, you know, guys were traded too. You know, Ramirez was traded. Harold Ramirez was traded, uh, and J.C. Mejia was traded uh, to Milwaukee. So they made some move, but. You know, there's still, uh, you know, they still need some help, obviously, in the outfield, and they need some help in the bullpen. Uh, I would say probably the biggest move that they made prior to the lockout was 
not a player move. It was a coaching move. Uh, fired Ty Van Berkelio at the end of the season and hired Chris Valeka, uh, the, the new hitting instructor. He had a chance to work with a couple of guys uh, in Cleveland uh, on, on their swings and, and whatnot uh, individually before the lockout happened. But uh, now he's sort of sort of in that holding pattern where, you know, we can't work with these guys in this time when normally he'd, he'd be getting two or three guys at a time in to sort of break them down and, and start uh, a program for, for some of these hitters. Yeah. And that, that's unfortunate for, uh, you know, Valeka uh, and, and, you know, the, the players uh, that he hasn't, wasn't able to contact or wasn't able to work with, but you know, that's, uh, that's, that's what happens when the commissioner imposes a lockout and, you know, basically puts a blackout, you know, uh, you know, uh, on, on front offices and coaching staffs with contact, contact, contacting players. Uh, so we've thrown out names, we've thrown out situations and scenarios and what, what we sort of uh, hope to see or would like to see uh, the Guardians do in terms of a trade for a major league bat when they come back, when they're, they're able to do so. Uh, names we've seen out there, Michael Conforto, uh, you know, I believe Brian Reynolds from, from Pittsburgh would be a great fit, Cedric Mullins, Cattell Marte, uh, or, uh, you know, they, they've always coveted a, a guy like a Jesse Winker uh, in, in Cincinnati because they see him so often. Uh, what do you think the most likely move is there, or will there be multiple moves? I think, uh, you know, I think there's going to be some multiple moves, Joe. I think, uh, you know, I think most likely to me, it's going to be, it's going to happen through a trade. I think they've got a lot of, uh, you know, young prospects they can trade, uh, you know, guys uh, that they develop that they, they put a bunch of, you know, 11 new players on the 40 man. I think some of those guys are, you know, are considered trade chips, but, you know, I would think that's, that's the, mo that's the, mo the, probably the, uh, the, the most accessible avenue that they could uh, they could make a deal with because I don't I don't see them making a big play in free agency. All right, uh, let's move on. We'll we'll jump to the Twins. Uh, big move before the lockout uh, was likely the signing of Byron Buxton. Uh, he got a long term deal, uh, which is kind of risky if you if you think about it for the Twins because this is a guy who's who's missed a lot of games for them over the last few years. Yeah, Buxton, what a seven year, hundred million dollar extension. A uh, guy that only played about what sixty games for him this past season, and has only played you know over a hundred, a hundred and forty games once in his seven years with uh, the Twins. Just phenomenally uh, talented player. Just a, you know, Gold Glove uh, center fielder, great uh, you know leadoff hitter. You know, big threat on the bases. Hit a bunch of home runs last season in a short period of time. But this guy can't stay healthy, Joe. And this is this is a big gamble for the Twins. Yeah, you talk about only 60 games or so last year, but in those 60 games, he he sure beat up on Cleveland uh, when he had the chance. And uh, you know, just the the fact that he's going to be around in the division for a while longer uh, now is uh, you know that's that's a problem for the Guardians moving forward. Uh, they they really need help. Uh, in, in the bullpen and in the starting rotation, uh, they've, they've lost uh, pretty much all of their pitching over the last two years. Uh, so they're, they're, they're going to need to, to build from the ground up there 
um, and, and, and try to bring in some, some veteran arms because right now all they've got are, are young guys coming up. Yeah, the rotation is a big, big question mark with the Twins. You know, Kenta Maeda is going to miss the year with Tommy John. They traded Berrios. They, they traded Hap. Um, you know, they did sign Dylan Bundy, but, uh, you know, he had a over eight ERA with the Angels. Uh, they brought in Jarrero Cotton for the for the bullpen on a, right before the uh, lockout came. But, uh, you know, right now, Joe, their rotation – you know, looks like this, uh, Bailey, Bailey Olber, Joe Ryan, Griffin Jacks, Bundy, and uh, Randy Dobnik. And, uh, you know, Ryan, we saw against the Indians make his big league debut. He came over from Tampa Bay in the uh, Nelson Cruz deal, but they need some help. They need some big, big time help in, in the rotation. Even Pineda, you know, Michael Pineda's a free agent. So, uh, and they lost, you know, they're, 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 their main two closers to free agency, Alex Colmay, and they traded uh, uh, Hansel, uh, Hansel Robles. You know, Hansel Robles. Right. Yeah. Uh, if, if they want success against the Guardians, all they got to do is throw Randy Dobnik, uh, you know, four times in a series and, and he'll shut the, uh, he'll shut Cleveland down because he did every time he faced them this past year. So, and they uh, need a shortstop too, Joe. They don't have a shortstop. Simmons is a free agent. Uh, and, you know, so they've got a couple kids, Royce Lewis, their number one pick. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've got they got a kid from from Toronto, Austin Martin, in the, in the Berrios trade from Toronto that maybe uh, could play short or maybe they'll move uh, Polanco back to short. Oh, a, a team that needs a, a middle infielder. I wonder if uh, if the Guardians could could work a trade there. You, you, were, you really wouldn't want to. And, and I don't think, well, maybe a Max Kepler. Uh, in the outfield, maybe you, you work a deal for something like that. Who knows? Uh, all right, let's look at the uh, the Royals real quick uh, because, again, there's not a lot there. Uh, they, they they made a couple of, of moves right before the, the lockout, signing guys like uh, Jacoby Jones, Ivan Castillo, Richard Lovelady to minor league deals. But, uh, you know, really they're probably their biggest move they signed. Uh, uh, they're, they're adding to their bullpen because – it's another area where uh, we, we definitely saw Cleveland take advantage of them uh, in the bullpen last season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, they had lost just a, uh, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of free agents, free agent pitching that, you know, that, that left the club, Greg Holland, Jesse Hahn, Jacob Junis, Irvin Santana, Kyle Zimmer, uh, you know, Danny Duffy, not the left the bullpen, but you know he he's gone as well. So that's a uh, you know this this another team. They went 70, 74 and uh, eighty six last year. Joe finished fourth, just ahead of the Twins. And uh, you know I think right now the big news out of uh, Kansas City is is Bobby Witt Jr. going to make the uh, starting lineup next year. Yeah, if things stay uh, stay the way they are now with the the collective bargaining agreement. Uh, or if there aren't major changes to it, uh, you probably wouldn't expect to see Bobby Witt until um, sometime in May or, or later just to start, sort of try and get another year out of him. But that could all change with, uh, you know, with any sort of negotiations on, on service time and, and, that, and that sort of thing. Uh, really, what we're looking at here is uh, their, their bullpen and are they going to add uh, a front 
you know, a veteran guy up front in the starting rotation to sort of guide this, this young group of arms that, you know, they're loaded in terms of young pitching, starting pitching uh, that just needs a, a year or two to develop at the big league level. But uh, are they going to get a guy who can sort of eat up some innings for them uh, as a veteran? Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a great point. Uh, you know, right now you look at their, ro their rotation, you know, Mike Miner, uh, Brady Singer, Brad Keller, Chris Bubik, Daniel Lynch. You know, those are, those are the guys that they're and Most of those guys are young, you know, outside of a minor, those are young guys. And uh, like you said, they, they could use, they could use a little help. They could use some veteran leadership there. Yeah. Uh, sort of a, a weathered and, and grizzled veteran uh, to, to sort of guide these guys might be a, a good fit for them. All right. Now let's get into uh, these, these last two teams. Uh, uh, the ones that are really going to be competing uh, with each other and sort of with the Guardians there for, uh, for the division, I think, this, this upcoming season. Uh, the Tigers, uh, their big move before the lockout was signing Eduardo Rodriguez uh, and adding Javier Baez. Uh, they also picked up Tucker Barnhart in a trade, uh, which, you know, uh, is, is good for them. They, they needed that stability behind the plate. Barnhart is, is one of the best defensive catchers uh, available right now. But you've got Baez, six years, 140 million, and Eduardo Rodriguez uh, to, to sort of help solidify and and give innings to that that starting rotation. Uh, the Tigers are definitely going to be an improved team this year. Yeah, definitely, Joe. They what they finished, uh, you know, 77 and 85 last year, third place, uh, three games behind uh, uh, the Guardians, 16 games out of first place, and. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting team. You know, Rodriguez, like you said, is going to kind of sit on top of that rotation as the, as kind of the lead dog. Uh, but the, behind him, you know, some really young and uh, exciting, uh, you know, arms, Casey Mize, Tanik Skubal, Matt Manning, you know, the Indians saw, I mean, the Guardians saw those guys a lot last year. You know, they're all high draft picks, all, uh, you know, you know, highly thought of prospects and, they get, and, you know, they got knocked around a little bit last year and it's going to be interesting to see the progress they make. Uh, and, uh, you know, and bias certainly should, uh, you know, help that lineup. And you wonder, Joe, I, I'm, do you think uh, Spencer uh, Torkelson is, is their starting first baseman next season? One of I, their top uh, prospects. Yeah. I, I saw him uh, play in double a before he moved, uh, moved on last season and he did have some success in the, uh, he had a lot of success in the Arizona fall league. Torkelson uh, has a, has a little bit of pop. He's a, he's a guy, but you've still got Miguel Cabrera on that, on that team. You've still got uh, some veterans uh, that are, that are playing. Um, it, it, it'll be a, a, a good mix. And uh, AJ Hinch did a really good job with a, a young group last year, sort of getting them through and, and weathering them through a, a season where, you know, they were sort of uh, learning and, and, and developing at the big league level. Uh, a lot of those pitchers, I, I, I got to say, it's not going to be, uh, you know, just easy wins or an easy series every time uh, Cleveland goes up to Detroit this, uh, this upcoming season. Um, the, the Guardians are, are in for a, a, you know, a fight there every time. Uh, go ahead. 
yeah, there's probably some, you know, depth issues like, like every team with that starting rotation, you know, Spencer Turnbull who, who, who threw the no hitter last year for the Tigers is going to miss the season with Tommy John, you know, Matthew Boyd uh, was non-tendered uh, left-hander. That's, you know, given the Indians trouble over the, the guardians trouble over the last few years. Uh, he, he was non-tendered. He's a free agent. Jose Urena, who was, you know, pitched a lot in the, in the Tigers rotation as a free agent, along with Julio Turan, who, you know, who got hurt early last season and, you know, missed most of the season. But, you know, so they're, they're, they've got some holes to fill at the bottom, at the, you know, at the end of that rotation. And a guy like the, the, one of the best names in baseball, Nico Goodrum. <laughs> is uh is a free agent as well. That guy played all over the place, Joe. Well, Shortstop, outfield. I don't know. I could never keep track of that guy. And and they've still got the 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 kid that was playing center field that uh Akil Badu. Uh if um if Aaron Savali doesn't see Akil Badu uh step into the batter's box this year yeah. uh, at any point that uh, that'll be a good year for Aaron Savali. Yeah, uh, Miggy Miggy should be get through maybe we saw him get 500 home runs this past season. And should be, you know, closing in on three thousand hits this year if he can, if he can stay healthy. Well, yeah, I mean, for a guy who's already punched his ticket uh, to Cooperstown, that would just sort of be the uh, the the stamp and seal of approval. If you get three thousand hits and five hundred home runs, that's there are no players uh, in in baseball that that have both and are not uh, are not in the Hall of Fame. So, uh, all right, let's uh, wrap it up with the division champs from last year. Uh, the White Sox uh, continuing to make moves right up until the lockout. Uh, this is a team that's that's really sort of going for broke here. They they want another division title. Uh, big moves that they made. Uh, they they re-signed uh, Lurie Garcia, and they added Kendall Graveman. Uh, does this mean that Craig Kimbrell might be on the way out uh, after sort of bumping heads with the uh, the front office there in Chicago? Yeah, I think they've already, you know, they've all, the general manager there just about said that, you know, they would certainly consider uh, trading a, a, a Kimbrough. After, but they, they also exercised his, his $16 million option. And, you know, so he, after they did that, they were trying, you know, they were talking about trading him. So, but, uh, you know, Kimbrough is an is a interesting guy. Great first half with the Cubs. And when, after he got traded to the White Sox, he really struggled. And, uh, you know, he kind of drove, drove the White Sox crazy a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see if, if there's a market for him. But, you know, everyone is pointing to, you know, Graverman uh, being, a, uh, you know, Kimbrell's replacement. And uh, so, you know, and they picked up Cam Hill kind of in a minor league deal. You know, mm -hmm. they signed him to a minor league deal, former Indians uh, free agent pitcher. So that, that was interesting to me. And, you know, Joe, there's, the White Sox are sitting at $175 million payroll probably they're hot they're you know a record for uh you know for for chicago so you know they're in it to win it it's it would think yeah you you'd think uh that bullpen is is already loaded uh boy cam hill might might just be uh you know a a depth piece sort of uh to to try and even make the uh the 40-man roster um at some point um i if you're looking at what they could do after the lockout, if there are still moves for them to make uh, second base seems to be a, a, a spot where they might need to, to either add or, uh, you know, they, they, 
They brought in Cesar Hernandez, who was having his career year with Cleveland at, at, at the trade deadline. And from there, he just sort of, uh, you know, didn't didn't get the job done the way that they had hoped he would continue to hit uh, last year. So are they looking to move on? Uh, they, they don't have Nick Madrigal uh, to, to plug back into there uh, at second base. Uh, what are they, what we, you think the chances are that they go out and find somebody to play second for them? Yeah, I would think that's a big uh, that's a big need. Danny Mendick, uh, you know, played you know filled in for uh, for at second after you know uh, you know after uh, Matt be, you know be, Madrigal got hurt. With, yeah, yeah. So he he was in there, but uh, you know then they bring in Hernandez. So yeah, they've got to get a second baseman. Um, that that would seem to be a, a big a big need for that club. But boy, that's a loaded lineup. You know, Joe, what Anderson, Mancada, Abreu, you know, and if Jimenez and, and Robert can stay healthy the full year, we didn't even see them for a full year. Remember, Jimenez right. got hurt in spring training. You know, Robert got hurt against uh, Cleveland, uh, missed huge chunks of the season. And this team, you know, still won the division going away. So this is this is a this is a team ready to win. And, uh, you know, they've got a rotation. What Lance Lynn, Giolito, Cease, Ken, uh, uh, Keuchel, and uh, Michael Kopech. So you know this is a pretty good ball club. This is this is a force to be reckoned with for sure. Yeah, you could you could maybe see them looking for uh, another starting pitcher because uh, you always can use starting pitching. But uh, a second baseman and a starting pitcher, and and you know they're they're ready to go uh, if if Tony Larusa can uh, make it through the season again. All right, <laughs> Joe. This is a team that. You know, 11 other 26 players, projected 26 players, come from, came from the farm system. So, you know, they're doing some they're doing some good work in the minors as well. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they struggled and they, they lost for so many seasons there. Uh, it, it, it all comes back around. It's their, it's their sort of time to, to go for it. And the, the front office definitely recognizes that with the increase in the payroll for sure. All right, that's a look at the American League Central Division, the moves they've made uh, prior to the lockout, uh, what they need to do after the lockout. Uh, we'll be back again on our next podcast with another look at uh, an American League Division. Uh, what do you say we take a look at the East next time we get together, Hoinsie? Okay, Joe, sounds good, man. All right, we'll do that. We'll talk to you again next time on the Cleveland Baseball Talk Podcast. Mm-hmm.